everybody. Bob for here in the chilly snake pit of Columbus, Ohio. Elliott has the first down and more. And Elliott's going to have a touchdown. Samuel cuts it back. Ohio State wins. Stroud in trouble. And Stroud is sacked again. Oh, go. There's nothing quite like the game. Michigan versus Ohio State. The game of the day. The game of the year. The game of the decade. Call it what you will. This is the rivalry. Sponsored by Elevated Integrity Construction. This is the Rivalry Podcast. Jace, JP, your garbage-free college football podcast focused on the Michigan-Ohio State football rivalry. On Twitter, at RivalPod. On Instagram, at 104.9 The River. Going to start with a little bit of wheel route, but first, a big thanks to our friends at Elevated Integrity Construction. Whether you've got a home build, church build, they do not only the construction, but the design element as well. Go with integrity. It's elevatedintegrity.com, elevatedintegrity.com. JP, let's spin that wheel. We have it's, a good new, to, <laughs> it's good to see it's been a while. I'm glad to see we have a new advertisement this time up top. LinkedIn Jobs. Promote your job, not a sponsor. <laughs> All right, let's see what we get. And favorite player, past or present. All so right. is this for uh, a uh, close out your Microsoft Teams, would you? Uh, I'm trying. All right, favorite player, past or present? I mean, you're wearing you're wearing a Rutgers jersey, man. Take somebody from Rutgers. Thank you so much because originally I put Northwestern and I I couldn't pick anybody. <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't know. I don't even player? know who's been to Northwestern. Is it even a school? Are we sure? Are we confident? Not a Division One school based on the record. <laughs> yeah. Oof, yikes. Um, I'm gonna go Rutgers for sure then, and uh, I'm gonna say Muhammad Sanu. A good pick. He's good pick. All around great receiver for them. I started him at flex in fantasy this week. Sometimes he was clutch. This week. <laughs> All right. Well, explains my record in fantasy. Yeah. Genius pick a little early. Uh, stash Muhammad Sanu in fantasy. You heard it here first. Um, you, you know what? I've got. I've actually got a Northwestern player. Godwin Iguabuike. Uh Met this dude a couple summers ago over at the local Starbucks. Played for the Lions. I believe he's now with uh, Seattle on the practice squad. Super cool dude. Loves the river. Loves Christian music. Mega talented both on the football field and as a music producer. Super cool dude. Look, Godwin. I want to hear you Godwin's ever my favorite guy. any garbage now for picking a homer if that nope, is your that's, pick. That's my pick. Favorite Northwestern player of all okay, time. Probably the only one. I don't know a lot of other ones, but Godwin's a legit <laughs> it, dude. So it was an easy choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I, I hate that we have to talk about this, but we we're going to start. Give me a few minutes to just talk through the Michigan, Michigan state post game. Cause I, the chances are that if, especially if you're a first timer here, the tunnel incident is what you're here for. You're curious what, yeah. what I've got to think about it here. Here's what I'm going to say. I, I, I hate that this game is going to be remembered for what happened off the field instead of on the field. Um, Michigan was dominant in just about every aspect of the game, especially in the second half um, lights out kind of that elephant sitting on Michigan state's chest until they finally cry uncle. That's what that game was. It wasn't flashy. It was effective. 
So after the game, uh, Jamon Green and Jaden McBurrows, and I, I use this term carefully, this is the term that's being used, uh, were assaulted by a group of Michigan State football players. Um, a lot of whataboutism about why were they headed up the tunnel and they should have stayed back. We're not going to play that game. I'm not going to play that game. You're grown the, men. Th- th- this this cannot happen. Yeah. Um, swinging helmets at Jamon Green, kicking and punching Jaden McBurrows. Um, here's, here's the big thing for me is that the tunnel at Michigan, Michigan Stadium is nearly 100 years old at this point. There has never been anything like this. N- nothing in this category that has ever happened at Michigan Stadium. Yes, there's been barking and jawing between Michigan and Ohio State. There were some shenanigans in the tunnel against Penn State last week. None of that holds a candle to what happened this past yeah, Saturday. And a, and a little bit of shoving, like grabbing at the face masks and stuff, some intensity. You, kind, you kind of expect it in a heated game. To me, and, and we talked about this off the mic, it's childish. I it mean, is. at the end of it, and I'm a competitor, I I hate this kind of stuff because you didn't see any of this intensity, any of this anger <laughs> no. on the field. No. You were more than fine letting them go and run it right down your throat and going out there and completely just whipping you up and down the field 29 to 7, and then now you're all of a sudden going to show some intensity. I yeah. I hate it. It's fake it just, tough guy mentality. It, it I'm not about it. It can't happen. Um, and again, we are, we are recording this on Monday, and details on this thing change quick. So I want to acknowledge when we're recording it posts on Wednesday at noon. So there's a chance that there's updates between now yeah. and then for sure. Um, but even in Harbaugh's press conference, right before we started recording, uh, he said McBurrows and green both sustained injuries, but he's not saying the extent of what that looks yeah. like. Um, again, McBurrows not a starter right now. He's dealing with his own injury. Jamon green is starting corner. So there's some, on the football side, some concerns there about who's going to step well, in. Well, Michigan state already came out and announced what four of the players I think four are sus- suspended indefinitely Yeah, until the and investigation so concludes. With there the will possi- be more that'll come out. I'm assuming, there will. but and, and Jamon green and his family have already said that they will be pressing criminal charges for, um, as they should, whatever, you know, whatever play we're not, I'm not going to throw out names of student athletes like that on that end, but whoever it was that was swinging the helmet, they are going to pursue, police like you know actual police activity mm-hmm. there the, the whole thing just reeks the whole thing reeks yeah, and i i want to i want to make sure this is clear too i i feel as though there's been a lot of what about is a lot of question about the tunnel it does not matter why those players were there first of all they're there because that's where their locker room is yeah but it, it wouldn't matter if they went, you know, McBurrow skipped up there threw some verbal jabs, taunted anybody. It yeah, does not is, matter. That is sports. You've got to have thicker skin than that. Of course, it's a rivalry. They're going to come by after beating you 29 to seven and talk a little bit of trash. That's you would do the same thing. Yeah. You've got to have thicker skin. You can't go in there and just start swinging, especially helmets with people that aren't even you wearing anything it. like the you, other. You just can't. The other interesting part of this, too, is, you know, James Franklin made a big scene about this. Uh, after the Michigan Penn State game because he was butt hurt. His team gave up 400 rushing yards. We have had, there have been zero incidents of this scale in a hundred years. And now you've got two coaches with undisciplined teams. And the issue is the tunnel. Get out of here. Abs- there's, and I'm not even saying you couldn't have a protocol in place, right? Where you, Hey, the visitors go in, visitors come out. Like, yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's great. That's not the issue. It is absolute. It's cowardly. It's dodging responsibility. It's a disgrace. And the fact, by the way, that Mel Tucker right now has not called Jim Harbaugh. That was addressed in the press conference. 
is a huge black eye on that yeah, program. Yeah, well, and the James Franklin comment is the exact same thing. It rather is. than just taking ownership and saying, we have, we have our team, that's inexcusable. We can't have guys going and doing that and taking ownership of it, trying to pass it off and making it seem like it's yeah. the way the stadium is designed is childish. And it shows why it happens yeah. because you have a coach not willing to take ownership. And of by it. the way, at the end that happened at the half of the Penn state game at the end of the Penn state game, there are numerous photos of guys just walking the tunnel, just chatting it up. That's not the issue. Yep. It's, it's an undisciplined team at Michigan state. It's a coach who's clearly not willing to own up or apologize for things. That's a culture issue. That's 100%. a culture issue. I, I do want to get into the actual yeah, game a little say, bit, though. For, we didn't want to spend a lot of time, but, but as you can tell... Got, like, to, got to address it. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about actual football. All right. I, I'll share my thoughts, because I feel like you're going to have more to say since this was a yeah, rivalry thing. I'm going to take a drink, by the way, out this, of my... Uh, I hate my every Penn single State part tumbler. of that here. It's ridiculous. Uh, ridiculous. We were, we'll get to Happy Valley in a minute, but we made, we made the trip to Happy Valley. You can see some of that uh, footage on uh, River's Instagram on... Twitter at rival pod and our Airbnb host very kindly gave us these little tumblers. Shout out Kelly. Shout out to Kelly. And so I wanted to make sure I brought that in. Go ahead. Um, I just, I can't this, this guy. Um, we talked about this on our drive back actually from happy Valley. And I said, I have zero expectations of Michigan state contesting in this game whatsoever. I wanted to see Michigan sweat a little bit. I wanted to see, some weakness in them because mm-hmm. we haven't really had a good glimpse of that this year. Yeah. So I wanted to see, okay, what is it that when we're looking forward to the game, what can Ohio state use? Yeah. How do you exploit this, them? How do you beat them? Yeah. And it kind of did that a little bit. This was probably the sloppiest game of Michigan season so far. Would you disagree? Uh, I don't know. At Go least finish your thought. I'm not fir- sure. At least the first half Maryland might be the overall sloppiest as far as turnovers go. The undisciplined beginning of the game, some of the mental mistakes, the ability to run the ball at first wasn't the greatest for Michigan. It's not what we've seen Blake Quorum do. Sure. He yeah. was kind of, I don't want to say tame because he still have over a hundred yards, yeah. but like it wasn't the Blake Quorum we're used to seeing Michigan did a Michigan state did a good job of containing him on certain plays that normally he would break out. He also had a couple plays where he was just Blake Quorum and made it impossible to take him down. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I thought was really interesting in this game was very similar to the struggles that Ohio state has been having these past two weeks where they get into the red zone. They're, they're going down the field yep. and then not converting those to, yep. t- to touchdowns. Ohio state, they've had that issue against good defenses in Iowa and Penn state. So you can kind of be a little bit more forgiving. This was a Michigan team that their offense, their running game has been stellar all season long they did five trips to the Michigan state side of the field that resulted in a field goal to me as a if I'm a Michigan fan, I look at that with a little bit of worry because Michigan state's defense is nowhere close to being at that level. So I'm not, and I know we talked about it where the rivalry game, both teams, you can throw the record out. They're both going to come to play. I'm still not convinced that Michigan state's defense is that good to hold an offense like Michigan to five field goals. Yeah. Especially I, some were some were super close. I mean, you were yeah. inside the 15, 20 yard line. I think those are probably the ones that worry me the least. Um Michigan State has consistently as as butt as their defense has been. That's the Which technical that's the technical football term for it. But <laughs> it's but. um like inside the 10, inside the five, their goal line defense has actually been phenomenal. And so that the super close ones where you can't punch it in, yeah, they're frustrating. I don't think it concerns me as a 
like as as, a, as an occurrence, I don't think it concerns me, but definitely the red zone. Let's kick field goals instead. Score touchdowns. That's that's the biggest takeaway for me that what? that's concerning because it's the same thing that we saw with Ohio State, which we'll get to is you've got to with an eye towards those later games. Yep. You want to beat Ohio State. You want to beat Georgia. You want to beat Alabama. You're going to have to score you, touchdowns. You can't go five times into enemy territory and come away with field goals each of those and, times. And I think a lot of it, too, is it was self-inflicted. And again, trying to trying to piece things together through audio. Obviously, I went back and watched highlights because we were in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania and Ohio <laughs> when this game was going yep. on. Um, but I, the conservative play calling down there has, was hurting Michigan a ton. I've got to believe that some of it at least was Michigan state's only chance is if we keep turning the ball over. So we're just not going to do it. I'd like to believe that that's all of it. I don't think it is, but I think that's some of it. The reality too, is that this is the same conversation we had last year. Mm -hmm. This was the same thing where it's like Michigan's too conservative. Cade McNamara is not utilizing his receivers. Well, Michigan's offense is far and above what it was last year. Yeah. Because of McCarthy. And it's the same conversation that last year resulted in a win over Ohio state, a big 10 championship and a playoff berth. I'm not worried about it until they give me a good reason to be worried about it. That's fair. The only other thing that I guess gave me something to look forward to was Keon Coleman absolutely just lit up the Michigan defense. I mean, and I will give him credit and I'll give Michigan some of their secondary some credit as well. Some of those were incredible catches. They I mean, were. they were, he they had, were contested, he had a great game. but I look at Keon Coleman and then I look over at Ohio State and I go, all right, Abuka. All right, Marvin Harrison. Like, see, I push, I push back on that a little bit though, because of course, he, why not? He had, he had a great first half. He had four catches for a hundred something plus yards. I in think the he first finished half. with like 150 something. He had one catch in the second half. The the halftime adjustments that uh, I keep wanting to say Jesse Murko, and that's your punter. It it's is. Jesse Minter. <laughs> the halftime adjustments for Jesse Minter continue to just be phenomenal because I was freaking out in the car listening to Keon Coleman just run wild over that secondary Michigan State's offense did nothing in the second half. Look, please don't be worried about Marvin Harrison or Abuka because outside of Keon Coleman, <laughs> Michigan State had nobody nothing, else that you had to worry nothing. about. So, of course, it's easy to just be like, okay, well, we'll stop this one guy. Try doing that five different people, all, Kate Stover included. All I'm, all I'm going to say is that your wide receiver core is just as good. It's definitely not better than last year. And Michigan held them to one receiving touchdown. Definitely not better than last year. Definitely not better than last year. No way. I might, I might argue that. Um, before we t- talk for 30 seconds analyzing Michigan versus Rutgers, Rutgers to any bowl kind of has to come up here. Uh, you are wearing the Mike Teal jersey I have today. To, for good luck. Uh, Rutgers got smacked around by Minnesota. They did. Um, 31 nothing. Some tough news. Sam Brown, our freshman running back out for the rest of the year. He obviously didn't even play that game. It was announced prior that hurt our chances even remotely, but we couldn't get things going. I was kind of glad that we were going to give Gavin Wims at the start. Finally, he did nothing, but they also only threw the ball like 15 or 16 times with him, which is just ridiculous. Just let him go. Does, it's so frustrating at this point to let Gavin Wimsat go. Let him take the reins. Throw the ball 35 times and see what you got out of him. He's the only person on offense right now for Rutgers with any sort of potential. You Mah- got to do something. Muhammad Ibrahim ran wild on them. And in my best SpongeBob voice, want to see me do it again? Stop. Because that's what this weekend is going to be. Uh, <laughs> Rutgers has got Michigan State, Maryland, Penn State remaining after the Michigan game. So you're going to have to beat Michigan State and Maryland to make a bowl game. Penn State, maybe. 
Okay. Uh, Michigan is going to run for 300 plus yards on Rutgers. This game is not going to be close. Why on God's good green earth is this a night game? Am I going to stay up till 1130 to, make, to, to watch make, this? Of course I am to make Rutgers seem like, I don't know, man. It, it, I, I don't even have the I, answers. I'll say this. The, uh, the Michigan broadcast crew was not real kind looking ahead to the schedule. They said, Hey, next week we get a night game in New Jersey. Cool. And then they said, and I quote, there are about 13 campuses in the big 10 that I love to walk around. And the 14th is Piscataway, New Jersey. Tough, but fair, Tough but fair. 42 Tough to but three fair. Michigan. 42 wins this to one. three. All right. Um, yours is better than mine. I saw Rutgers right now. Underdogs by 26 and a half points. Um, honestly, closer than I thought. I've got 49. <laughs> nothing. Rutgers, like obviously. It. Yeah, no, no, we, we expect that. By the way, you can uh, pick Rutgers to win a football game if you really want to uh, on Instagram at 1049 the river at rival pod on Twitter. Uh, hook you up with an Amazon gift card just for giving us a prediction. Is as always, easy? doesn't have to be good. Just has to be a prediction. None of ours are good. It's not just a game. It's the game. You're listening to the rivalry. Ohio State at Penn State, bud. Let's let's talk through this, and I'll let you start, but I'll just say, oh, buddy, I thought I was going to have to Uber home from Pennsylvania. Look, I want to preface this, and I would like it on camera, you acknowledging, did I or did I not call a Cade Stover game? You did. You said, we and I quote, down. 70, I think you said 75 yards and a touchdown. I sat down before game during warmups, and I looked over at Jason. I said, I'm feeling a Kate Stover game today. And, and I, I said, laughed and he laughed as he does. And I said, uh, probably about not a hundred yard receiving game, but like 75 plus a touchdown. He'll have an impact. He had 78 <laughs> receiving yards and a touchdown and in like that a game. B- a big boy a, touchdown a too. Boy, not goodness. even like he was already in the end zone. He broke some tackles. He was, he was absolutely a monster. You had left the press box to go pee during that score. I did. I had to go to so, the bathroom and I thought this is my time. So if, if you'd like someone to give credit to for that Ohio state comeback, um, this is the scenario. I get up to go to the bathroom. I'm right outside of the bathroom when we got the turnover. And then I saw Cade Stover catch. So I saw it all. You saw it. Okay. But I was surrounded by a massive crowd of Penn State fans. So I couldn't celebrate like I wanted yeah. to. I had to wait till I was in the bathroom. But that's, best believe. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that's that's great. I'm glad that uh, Penn State's one stall bathroom policy in their press box. Yeah, weird. Uh, allowed you to at least watch Cade Silver score a touchdown. Uh, they, by the way, Penn State was phenomenal. Phenomenal hospitality, phenomenal environment. Of, so cool. I would even say the best. And we went to the Wisconsin game this year at Ohio State. This was leaps and bounds above it. It was awesome. And that's from an Ohio State fan. I mean, the environment there, crazy. The student section was wild. Honestly, and, and I guess we can jump right into our thoughts for yeah, it. Yeah. This was a game that Penn State should have won. I agree, but yeah, I'm going to give credit to Ohio state where credit is due. The mental toughness that I don't think they had last year. They have now. I agree. I, I this was it. a game that this was a game that last year they blow it. They yep. lose it. They once that momentum in the late fourth quarter goes, yep. they don't get back into it. They're hanging their heads. The defense is giving up big plays. That did not happen on either side of the ball, despite the frustrating offense, despite the atrocious play calls that they were having CJ throw to despite him, honestly, not having a bad game, but not having a great game. It was it didn't you. You mentioned beforehand that he needed to have 
this was going to be a, yes. if he's going to win the Heisman, this yeah, is where you have a Heisman games. moment. He was he was good. He didn't he was have good, it though. But it, there was nothing. Yeah, there was nothing. Yeah. It was like that's he, a Heisman moment. He still had a great game. Yeah, and he was still a major reason why we won. But like I said before the game even started, this was a game when you're going to vote for the Heisman. You're going to look at the toughest opponent he played. How did he perform? And while it wasn't bad, the people he's contesting with the Blake Corums, the Bryce Young's like all those guys are going to be going into it with big games. I mean, Corum absolutely torched Penn State. Well, it's just and again, this is a sidebar, but if it's supposed to be the most valuable player to his team, I mean, it's Marvin Harrison or Ibuka yeah. right now, you know, and yeah. they're not they're not in the running for some that would award. Say so. over, but some um, would. Look, all I'm some saying would. is on that 52 yard run by Henderson. Yeah, the key to that play was Stover getting two blocks. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um, but yeah, this is the mental toughness is there now, and you didn't have it last year. Last year, like I said, it, that Ohio State team loses here. The environment, the yeah. crowd is too tough to overcome. The defense, I don't, I can't pronounce his last name. JT, JT Tumuyo, that, that was it. Ever. <laughs> yes, yes. I'll know. Even if I read it, I won't That's be able fine. to get it. I wrote it out phonetically. You know, I wrote it out phonetically for myself. Thank you. If you watch it, you know. <laughs> a stud. One of the, I'm going to say the best defensive performance from an Ohio State player I think I've ever seen. 11 Warriors asked on their yeah. uh, on their poll if that was the greatest single defensive yeah. performance. I mean, uh, causing I, havoc all over the place. Not as a fan. Yeah, he won. He, he won that game. He had he the interception, the fumble, tackles. He was the reason that they got an interception from uh, Zach Harrison early yep. on in the game. There are still some concerns coming out of this. You get the two interceptions early. You can't convert on any yep. of them into a touchdown. I mean, you got a field goal one, the other one you missed, so you can't convert. That's struggling to me. And end of the half, same thing. Yeah, going to the half, the game management on that, which I never got clarification on this. There was, I think there was somebody legitimately said, some concern. Yeah, somebody yeah. said something about he still had a timeout, but the scoreboard wasn't showing it. So he was trying to get down there and run another play so that if it didn't work, he could call timeout and still kick the field goal. Whatever happened, it didn't work. Yeah. He, they didn't get any points out of it. Ultimately, almost cost them the game. But what I really want to focus on is... Ohio State scored 28 points in the final nine minutes of this game, which I still I, I have no. I, if, I don't watch that can't game. Wrap my head around. Watching that game, if you would have told me beforehand going into the fourth quarter, it's going to be what 16 to 14, something like it was that, 16 yeah. to 14, and you are going to score 28 points in the final <laughs> like eight minutes and 50 seconds of that game. I would have laughed because yeah. I would have thought we were struggling. What would have all of a sudden started clicking? Nine minutes to go, and, and this is incredible. Nine minutes to go, Penn State took the lead in that game. Yep. And then it looked like it looked like they got blown out. They were in that game the whole way. Mm-hmm. They were outplaying Ohio State a big chunk of that game. That's that's why that's why I don't get caught in. Like if I can tell you've just glanced the box score and want to talk football, we're not going to have a long yeah. conversation because that you clearly aren't paying attention. But yeah, what uh, an impressive performance and Tui Mololau is is a huge reason That's for done. winning that game. I, I think from my perspective, I won't add too much into this because I think you you've nailed it. I wrote down, hey, here's what Ohio State did good. Here's what's bad. Ohio State good turnovers. Yeah, continue to be four phenomenal. of them. I think uh, Stroud and the wide receivers continue to be really good. Ruggles, good job, Noah Ruggles. Way to go. Uh, bad for Ohio State, the secondary. 
Yep. Secondary is still weak. That big pass to Parker Washington and the failure to tackle. Yeah, that was a weird play because they just got mixed up. Stuff. I I don't know. There were a few big chunk plays like that, though, which we're kind of like you're sitting there going, okay. I mean, we're always analyzing through the end of the year, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there watching going, okay, we can. We can run on these guys. We can pass on these guys because rush defense also still not great. is a stud still. Uh, and, and frankly, your rush offense was not very good again. And that's where the box score thing comes in too, right? Like we mentioned the red zone, but like Henderson had two touchdowns. The run game was not there for a while. He State. still only had what, like 60 something or 70 something yards. I mean, going into that 52 yard run, good. he was averaging like 1.9 yards a carry. It's going to be rare for you to not be able to run the football and win a football game. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just the reality. So from the Michigan side point, I, I wrote down, what does it mean? And I'll just, I'll just read this because this is exactly how I feel. I said, it means Ohio State, much like last year is a behemoth but it has a soft underbelly that Michigan stabbed them in last year. And it's going to be the exact same game plan. Okay. Can you run the ball on Ohio state again, the way you did last year? If the answer is yes, game over. If you can't, you're in trouble. Simple as that, but I think it's the, it's yeah. going to be the exact same thing we saw last year. I mean, that's Michigan's outcome, outcome pending, right? Yeah. That's Michigan's game plan all year. Anyways, is use quorum. I mean, we talk about MVP for the Heisman. You take quorum away. I don't think, I think Michigan loses to Penn state. See, I, I, I think they I, I think they, that I think they drop a couple there's games. There's no there's no reason to throw the ball when you've got him. We, so I, I disagree with that strongly. Let's let's talk about something we can agree on, which is Ohio State goes to Northwestern this week. And Northwestern has won one game. They beat Nebraska in Ireland to open the season. Yep. Cuz Scott Frost, remember him when he was a coach? Mm. Uh, Scott Frost decided to onside kick when he was winning and then he lost the game. Uh, Northwestern has also lost to Southern Illinois, which is not a division one team or it's not a division one FBS team at least. And they gave up 400 yards of offense to Iowa. Yes, that Iowa, the Spencer Petrus, Iowa, Iowa. 59 to 10 Ohio state. I don't have anything good to say about this. I, (laughs) it's not going to be enjoyable. Watch something else. Think TCU's on at noon. Watch that game. There is not a universe that exists where Northwestern scores a touchdown in this game. They are that bad. 56, three Ohio state. There's just, it'll be boring. I figure they'll, they, get, I a, figure they'll get, get a garbage field time goal. Something. They'll get a field goal. Maybe a garbage time. Pat Fitzgerald field goal here for that it. That's the saddest thing. Imagine here for it. They're terrible. Uh, let's let, let's finish up here with uh, stupid genius, but also I want to get talk a little bit of college football playoff rankings. They come out tomorrow as of time of recording. They came out yesterday as of time of posting. So you'll know if we're stupid or not. You already know, but like if we're like stupid in this, you get it. You figure it out. Uh, stupid genius upset pick. This has not gone well at all. Who you got this week? <sighs> Do I go spicy? I don't know, man. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm just gonna do it. Okay. Who cares? I'm wearing a Rutgers jersey by the, here. By the way, Notre you, Dame over Clemson. Let's go. Book it. I know what you're gonna pick. Can I guess? Can I guess? It's what you just said. No, it's not for real. Yeah. I know. Deep in your heart of hearts, you wanted to go Arkansas over Liberty, though. Arkansas is favored. Look, by doesn't two matter. Touchdowns. They're not ranked. Uh, no, I took Notre Dame over Clemson as well because I think Clemson is a fraud. Let's go. I don't think Notre, I don't think Notre Dame's any Let's good either. Go. I didn't hear that. I don't think Notre Dame's any good, but you know what? It's prime time in South Bend. Touchdown, Jesus. Here Let's we go. go. They've looked better as the season's gone well, on. They, they've played no. Have they? They. 
My brother me, in Christ. I'm trying to convince myself. My brother in Christ. They lost to Stanford. I'm trying to convince myself that this was a, a smart pick and, and not stupid. They lost to a person's hey, first name. Marshall. They lost to a person's first name. Um, college football playoff rankings come out tomorrow. By the way, I don't know if I, I can't believe I didn't mention this. I don't know if you're aware, but Mel Tucker is signed to a 10 year <laughs> $95 million dollar contract and is going to probably miss a bowl game. He's going to have to use them for all the assault yeah, charges. To- I sure hope that he's paying some of that money to Kenneth Walker for making him look like a really good football coach last year. Uh, college football. I just need to make sure that got in. Couldn't let this. Uh, yeah, I mean, go. you gotta uh, college football playoff rankings coming out tomorrow. This is not what I think it will be. This is what I think it should be. I'll just offer it to you. I think Tennessee's number one in the country right now. Of course you do. I think Ohio State's number two. Of course you do. I think Georgia's three. I think that opinion is number two, but <laughs> I think Michigan <laughs> is number four. And then I got Bama Clemson because I don't respect Clemson at all. I, so I would ten- disagree. Coming out tomorrow, I, I would want it to be Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan. I would disagree. What I would think- you what would you say? Don't I, t- I, Ohio I, State is not the number one team in the country. Things have like I two weeks ago I said it. I watched them play for a couple weeks. They're not the number one team in the country. I think they are. My gosh. I think they Where, are. Just tell me, tell me this. Where's Michigan? Number three. I like your rankings better. Actually, <laughs> come to think of it, come to think of it, legitimately number three. Uh, officially in the AP poll, Ohio State is tied with Tennessee for number two, which I'm not sure how you can tie. Yeah, I saw that on Saturday night, and what I what in the world? But how? But also, who cares about what the AP has to say anymore? Because college football playoff rankings are all that matter. I, yeah. I expect I expect Ohio State to be number three. I expect Ohio State to be number three. I think they should be a little bit higher. There you go. I've thrown you a bone. Thank you so much. There you go. You're welcome. Hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter at RivalPod. Give your score prediction. Might hook you up with an Amazon gift card. And uh, follow us on Instagram at 1049 The River. Tennessee at Georgia this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. 330, know where I'm at. The Rivalry is a production of River Radio Ministries. Want live updates from the show? Follow us on Twitter at RivalPod for live tweets, score predictions, contests, and more. And make sure to follow us wherever you're listening now for new episodes every Wednesday. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend so they can listen too.